Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Baker Muse number eight. Well, I just got off the phone with Dr. Phil's people. The topic? That Dr. Phil hosts an intervention with one of America's top celebrities. Yes, I'm talking about that aquatic hipster, the beatnik from the East River, Charlie the Tuna. He wears dark framed glasses, a beret, and speaks with a very thick New York accent. Now, I have a vintage recording of Charlie. Here it is. Charlie, what's that? A pedigreed dog. Owning one shows my uh, good taste. Dogs? What do dogs do? Mostly they ask to go out. Also, they fetch. Woof. See that Starkist? But Starkist doesn't want tunas with good taste. Starkist wants tunas that taste good. See? Sorry, Charlie. Only good-tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Good-tasting 100% tuna filet. This is good-tasting tuna. Get good taste. Get Starkist. So why an intervention? Well, just beneath the surface, Charlie really wants to be chopped and minced and put in a tiny can and consumed. He's constantly scheming to get the attention of Starkist with his displays of good taste. He plays the harp, he buys modern art, but apparently Starkist doesn't want a tuna with good taste. They want a tuna that tastes good. I think that Dr. Phil, that tiny fish pal of Charlie's, and that flute-playing octopus need to show up at the bottom of the ocean and save Charlie from his suicidal tendencies. Now, to make matters worse, the Starkist folks are sending him a lot of rejection notes on fish hooks. Sorry, Charlie. Oh, yeah, that's good for Charlie's ego. No wonder he's one pharmacist away from a massive dose of lithium or a fillet knife. Also, he may be getting kickbacks. He says when you buy Starkist, tell him Charlie sent you. I think there's a lot of financial skullduggery going on here. I believe that Charlie is just the first in an intervention series from Dr. Phil. Next up, I want to talk about a rotund, childlike clump of raw dough known as the Pillsbury Doughboy. Actually, his real name is very hip-hop. It's poppin' fresh, or, as he's known in the street, dinner. Sure, he seems cute and obviously binary, but he hides a darker side. He wants you to put him and his doughy friends into a blazing hot oven. Apparently, they want to ratchet up the cute, so now he's poked by a finger to elicit a kind of creepy, pre-adolescent giggle. (laughs) I have the feeling that other doe-like creatures were stuffing him into a locker in pre-K. Finally, there's the snuggle bear. He's supposed to be cute and cuddly and smell like fresh linen on the line, but those stone-cold eyes... These are the eyes you typically find in arrest photos of killers. I think the intervention should be with the snuggle people. Sure, I know they have a ton of research on the dead eyes. They even tried to make him less creepy. Even Spielberg couldn't add the warmth that is needed for this bear. He's kind of like the Annabelle of spokes creatures. Well, gotta go. The trick's rabbit is on the line. A special Baker Mew shout-out to one of my heroes, Tom Monahan, award-winning creative director and now an award-winning artist. Well, until next time, this is Marty Baker for Baker Muse. Could I have one of those rolls? Thank you. Oh, that's Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one.